There was three of us, but one of them disappeared right now. Uh, <laughs> I saw welcome that. back to uh, Friday the 14th podcast. Uh, one of your hosts, Emo Salon Franco, with uh, my lovely co-host for the week, Mr. Manuel Fresh. Nice to be back. Hi, guys. Um, I'm excited to cover this film today. Uh, it's good to be with Franco, uh, lovely host, Friday the 14th. Um, he's so beautiful. I can stare at him all day, and I get to stare at him for an hour, so um, got my dose. Rough, roughly an hour, but uh, Nick, Nick was here. Yeah. I don't know what happened, um, I guess. Yeah, Technical Nick was here, but I, I said I told him we can hear him, and then he just disappeared. I'm thinking that he couldn't hear himself, hmm. so I'm hoping, hoping he comes back. Well, today, this week, Scream 6 comes out uh, tomorrow, or, thir- or Friday, one of those days. Actually, yeah. And uh, uh, we're here to help y'all guys catch up a little bit by reviewing Scream 5, 2022. There's uh, a 3D release tonight. Did you know that? They still like make 3D movies? Yeah, this is like a special fan event at Cinemark, and it's like uh, Scream 6 in 3D. What the Tickets fuck? are like 16 bucks. Welcome, the 4K bad guy. He's back. Can, can you hear us? You can't hear us. What the heck's going on? Uh, have you tried turning your phone off, on and off? I can't even hear me while I'm asking. Um, can you do private chat? Oh, yeah, chat just came up. Um... Yeah, we're reviewing Scream 5 today. I uh, hope y'all guys catch up on it. Um, I guess while we, while do, Nick does with some difficulties, we can like stall for a little bit. Yeah, we're currently having some technical difficulties with the bad guy, uh, Nick. 4K bad guy, so let's stall. And we're going to stall by singing a song that I personally wrote about my love for... The franchise. I'm totally kidding with y'all. That'd be kind of funny if I just busted out a guitar right now. You and started singing. Them. It's just me screaming. I'm just like, ah! <laughs> like, for three minutes straight. Uh, so I unplugged my, my earphone set. Do you hear any echo in the back? Um, not really no right now that I'm talking right now. No? Okay. We can hear you now. Okay, Ooh, welcome. Okay, bad guy. Woo! <laughs> uh, we're reviewing Scream Six for like the thousandth time already. Uh, we're reviewing Scream Five. Uh, Everybody just hopped off. They're like, "No, no, 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 no! We haven't seen it." Uh, before we get started, y'all can give us a follow Instagram, Friday the Fourteenth Podcast. Social medias are all at Emo Small Productions. If you haven't hit subscribe and you're uh, watching us, hit the subscribe button on YouTube. If you are listening, you know, go to YouTube, Emo Soul Productions, and hit that subscribe button. Yeah, but um, ah, yeah, let's let's get into it. I usually start off with the ratings. Scream Five. This is the the fifth installment of Scream. It was uh, I don't have it on my NBB. I have not pulled it up. I'm behind. Sorry, right, brother. Better here. Scream Five, twenty twenty two. Um. It was released January fourteenth, I want to say. Mm-hmm. I can't find the date on here. It was released sometime January twenty twenty two. I just know January twenty twenty two. That's I think it was the thirteenth, wasn't it? Maybe. I don't know why they don't have the date on IMDb. Like that's weird. They have the year. But uh, did either of y'all watch it in theaters when it came out? I did. I did. What were your um, <laughs> thoughts on it after it, uh, you walked out of the theater? I felt very uh, happy. I felt very uh, ecstatic. I did a backflip, um, and I didn't land it, so I just laid there flat. 
on the floor in front of a bunch of people and they all laughed at me and then I started screaming yeah that's a that's a lovely review yeah thank you it was released January 14th 2022 oh uh, I was Nick, off by a day Nick did you uh, watch it in uh, theaters no yeah near did I unfortunately <laughs> well yeah, it was out for a while and then this was before I started going to the movies uh, on my own Myself, so yeah, that's <laughs> one of the movies I didn't see because most of the, uh, the rest of the year I end up just watching like every most of every horror movie that came out. Uh, when you did watch it, what was your initial reaction to it when you left initial the theater? God damn, I don't know. No, <laughs> um, um, it's a it's a big step up from the last one for sure. My initial reaction was um, awesome. Can't wait for part six. I think they announced like part six like right away as well. Yeah, they did. That was weird. I was like, damn, that guy was sexy. That's what I said as soon as I got out of the theater. Jack Quaid. Oh. Jack Quaid, Huey. From the boys. <laughs> it's always nice seeing him on other things. And I was like, damn, still is good looking. And that's what I said. I really said that. And everybody's like, oh, hey, are you part of that? And I was like, no, I'm just, I like, I like Jack Quinn. It was uh, directed by Matt. I can't pronounce that name whatsoever. Matt. Is it Fuqua? Nelly Olpin and Tyler Gillette. Gillette? I don't, I don't know. Gillette? Gillette? Uh, yeah, that is. Uh, Matt, but Nelly Olpin and Tyler Gillette. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, written by James Vanderbilt. And Guy Busick, also with the characters created by Kevin Williamson. Uh, 25 years after a streak of brutal murders shocked the quiet town of Woodsboro, California, a new killer dons the ghost face mask and begins targeting a group of teenagers to resurrect secrets from the town's deadly past. Uh, stars Melissa Barrera as Sam Carpenter, uh, Neve Campbell as Sidney Prescott, Corny Cox as um, Gail Weathers, David Arquette as Dewey Riley, uh, Jack Quaid as Richie Kirch, uh, Mikey Madison as Ember Freeman, Jenna Ortega as Tara Carpenter, uh, Dylan Minette as Wes Hicks, and a lot of other people that I'm just not gonna not gonna listen to other eight people. Uh, y'all wanna give ratings? I'll give you a rating. Oh, I'll give you a rating. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go first. Um, I love the Scream franchise. I've always loved it. So uh, this movie, I really enjoyed. I thought it was better than... Um, I thought it was almost as good as the sequel. So I'm going to give this a 4.5. Nice. 4.5 machetes? 4.5 machetes. 4.5 Danny Trejos. Or in this case, Sidney Prescott's. Danny Trejo. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow, Sidney Prescott's. We're going with that. That's a lot of Neve Campbell's. Campbell's chicken noodle soup. Or ghost faces. <laughs> uh, what about you, Manny? Um, I give this movie a solid three. Which, out of what? How many do we do? Out of five machetes? Right? Out of five. So, yeah. Three. I think a solid three. It, it fits it. It fits it well. And, and that's honestly a good rating. I don't want anybody to come for me. I, that's that's a good rating, in my three opinion. Rating, three. Uh-huh. Right, I mean, I don't want people to jump me and be like, "You gave it such a low score." I'm like, "No, dude, that's three out of five. What's I mean, what's in the middle of five? That's Wednesday. Three out of five. Three out of five days. Two and a half. Oh, wait, no, no, yeah, two and a half. That's that's half of that's half. Of, see, I'm even going better. I'm giving you a full three. I'm looking at it as five machetes, then one machete, two machete, then the third machete, four, five. Okay, yeah, two and a half. Screw math right now, right? I'm just saying three three machetes or three Sydney Prescotts is what I give this film. Let's say a let's solid. say out of ten, what would you give it? A five and a half. Okay, out so you're only giving it like about two point seven five. Oh my gosh, now you're giving me ten. You gotta get oh my you see, it's when you don't give that ten, I gotta go like deeper into the thought. Like you I can't a 10 out of 10 film for me is Terminator 2 Judgment Day, all right? Dog on me if you want. That I think movie that movie is... No. You did not say that about Terminator 2, bro. That is one of the... Okay. 
I'm going to breathe. And we are allowed to have our own opinions. But, uh, no, uh, I, I, I loved this movie, though, so I'm not giving it some, it's not, a Lights Out. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't even star Lights Out. That movie is shit. Um, so yeah, solid three. I really like this movie. I love it. What about you, 4K bad guy? Yes. A <laughs> <laughs> man of the people. No, I think, um, let me go with a, uh, a Denny Trejo four. Nice. A four. That's better than a three. <laughs> Holy crap, man! I honestly think a three I mean, is a by, good rating, by, man. By math, it's better than a three. Only go like ratings, but then like when you go in the on the race, third is better than fourth. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Thank you. Thank you. If you got third place, it's better than fourth place. Thank you, Nick. Thank you. Thank you. Average. Yeah. Uh, I guess we get into it. Um, the opening sequence. Scream is known for their opening sequences. Yeah. What do y'all think about the opening sequence with uh, Jenna Ortega as? Uh, I wanted to slap Tara. Yeah, Tara. I was gonna say yeah. I wanted to slap her. Why? Because of her <laughs> opinions on horror movies. Yeah, because she said the Babadook was a good film. Oh God, dude, I hate that. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. I don't care how elevated somebody calls that horror. That movie's annoying. If you've dealt with kids your entire life, y- yeah, no, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't care. I need to read it. I'm gonna get, if I get jumped, I'm gonna get, she's like, it's better than like stabby, like, it, better than old school. I'm like, no, shut up. I'd sit through every, I'd sit through the worst Jason movie before I sat through the Babadook again. So I don't, I don't, I don't no. What's the worst Jason movie? Dude, there's a lot. Okay, uh, and not gonna, dude. I think what was the one Jason goes to hell that I was watching, and I was like, "What are we doing here? <laughs> what are we doing?" It, it had it had cool themes, like whenever Freddy Krueger's claw brings him down. But some of the other parts in the film were just like I I remember just dragging myself through that film like that is. That's a no no. There's always cool kill scenes in Jason movies though, so I I that's that makes up for it. But the Babadook, I'm I'm sorry, I I can't even bring myself to sit through that movie a second time. One was enough. Uh, I watched Thanks Killing again before I watched the Baba Duke. <laughs> <laughs> Brought up uh, It Follows as well. She one. did, and I and I like I like It Follows again. We talked about the concept being a little weird, but the the idea of this entity. So I agreed with her on that. But when she's like, the Baba Duke, I was like, shut <laughs> the fuck up, and not just say. <laughs> Hey, was he gonna get a neck of hair? No. Uh, yeah, he's not getting one. He's not gonna get one. I, this I was uh, the first time in a Scream movie where the opening sequence did not lead to a death. She uh, got hurt. Seriously hurt. But yeah, she dude, she got her ass handed to her. Yeah, that was a much different, much different than what we're used to in Scream movies. I do have a question. Do y'all have house phones? No. I don't think anybody owns a house phone anymore. And I'm realizing that in Smile, there was a house phone. And in this movie, yeah, remember the therapist calls her while she's sitting and there, there's a house phone. And in this movie, there's a house phone. And I'm like, if I can recall, the last time my parents had the house phone running was maybe 2013, 2015. Like that's when it would still ring. And then they just stopped. They're like, no, no. And now I don't see house phones anywhere. Everybody has cell phones. So I thought that was really, um, that was kind of fun. I don't know that the house phones still exist. I went to uh, Sandy's Diner <laughs> uh, yesterday. They have a whole bunch of phones there for the kids to play with. And like, they're all different house phones. Oh, for real? What? Oh, wow. you're just sitting there like this kid's there. Like, these are so cool and ancient. You're sitting there like, kid. Those used to be on a cord. They had a burger phone. Oh, dude, I always wanted one of those as a kid. They're so cool looking. Uh, Where is... uh, You gotta send me the address of that place. I want to go just to play with It's on the Hamlin Shopping Center on Weber. Oh, is it where Hamlin was before? Mm -hmm. Oh, so it's still very old themed. Like, uh, it has that classic feel? Yeah, Sunday's Mm -hmm. Diner's always had like like 50, 60 diner. Oh, that is so cool. Okay, cool. 
I know I know where I'm gonna go eat this weekend. Um, I think they're only open until like two. I want to say. It's like oh, a I know that I'm waking up early on Saturday. <laughs> but uh, yeah, how'd y'all feel about the opening scene? Did y'all enjoy it? Was it mm-hmm. much different paced? Mm-hmm. Any thoughts on it? Thoughts on it? You open up for the fake a fake odd deaths. <laughs> I mean. I think it, it was a it was a mistake saying Babadook was her favorite movie. <laughs> yeah, it it made me feel bad at first. I was like, man, she's not doing anything. And then she said the Babadook was a good movie, and I was like, she can die. <laughs> what you deserve. <laughs> you can Drew Barrymore this character because she just said that. But uh, I do like the fact that he does start to play these games uh, with her, and um, she's actually answering the stab questions. But you're actually sitting there because, again, the Scream franchise is real meta as far as horror goes. So she's like, Sidney Prescott, Billy Loomis. You know, I'm like, that's so crazy. And, like, um, at, at one point when she's going through the cast, she's like, Billy Loomis was played by Luke Wilson. <laughs> I'm like, that's so crazy. Like, the way that this, this universe exists within the universe of Scream. Uh, so I thought that was really cool. Again, I'm... Always, I guess I'm always going to be a fan of personally locking my own door than doing it digital. Because in one of the Paranormal Activity movies, we saw how that worked. And in this movie, we see how it turns against um, and it turns against her. He's unlocking the doors. She's locking them, unlocking them. It's like, yeah, no more automated. No, I'm just going to personally remember with my OCD to lock every single door in the house. That seems like the better... Better idea. What what should they need to invest in is the purge doors that Ethan Hawke had at his house, where the everything just starts coming down and closing it up. That's that's what that's what that's what people need to invest in. But yeah, great opening scene, Franco. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was a um, different. Uh, I was hoping Jenna Ortega wasn't gonna die. I was hoping she wasn't gonna be in it. Jenna Ortega had like a tremendous year last year as well after this movie. Yeah, dude, she's just liking everything now. It's like, did you watch the new Squidward movie? Yeah, Jenna Ortega played the tentacle. And you're like, what the heck? <laughs> that was a good movie. Yeah. Uh, you, as the movie goes on, we find out Sam Carpenter is her half sister, sister, whatever you want to call her, and uh, she's also the daughter of Billy Loomis, the from the original. Yes. How'd y'all feel about Billy Loomis returning as a fucking ghost? Ghostface. <laughs> I felt like it was ghost face and chest. Like, I felt like I felt like that was cool. At the same time, it was like, damn, they couldn't have used a bit better CGI on my man. Because you can definitely tell that he's aged, and it's supposed to be the Billy Loomis that we saw from the nineties. I was like, come on, there's budget there, man. We've seen Marvel make Robert Downey Jr. look like a kid again. The budget's there. Like, you know, poor guy. But uh I thought I thought that was cool. That was a cool way to tie in um the again as you find out in the film, legacy characters. Um But yeah, I thought I thought that was pretty dope. The budget was twenty four million. See what I'm saying? Opening weekend made thirty million in the US and Canada. Uh worldwide Damn. was hundred and thirty seven million. Well that's why we got a six so fast. <laughs> They're like, yep, greenlit like that shit. No, I heard you up right now. Um, how'd y'all feel about the character of Sam Carpenter being the the daughter, even though like the timeline wise that really doesn't add up. Yeah, because it's set in twenty twenty three, right? And if she wait well twenty twenty two. It's set in twenty twenty two. It's twenty five and... years after the events of Scream. Okay, twenty five years after the events. Yeah, but the daughter was like twenty five, wasn't? 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 So Carpenter like twenty five? She was. I just realized. Oh my gosh! Okay, I'm putting it together. Carpenter. Why their last names are Carpenter? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um. But um. Uh. But yeah, yeah, she was like twenty five, because later on in the film, her sister kind of tells her like, you know, for five years you've been gone, and then she's kind of like living a life with her boyfriend. Uh, she seemed like maybe maybe mid mid twenties, maybe twenty three twenty five. So I kind of felt like it, it in a way it did right. Yeah, but like in Scream, like you never heard about him. Oh yeah, but again, 
again they have to they have to add like some little storyline that you didn't you know what i mean like like the new fast movies like jason momoa was here the whole time what like he wasn't there <laughs> you know but they have to find some way to throw in the story ah that's what they, <laughs> i scared myself i think the, the fast the, franchise probably do a better job adding jason momoa than yeah no I, I feel i feel you on this um but I, I guess it was like, hey, how do we bring back Billy Loomis? Okay, we're gonna do it this way. So they brought him back, but they still didn't bring back Stu. <sighs> Poor guy, man. First he gets shafted on the Scoob film, and then in this movie. Why don't people love Matthew Lillard the way they're supposed to? I think everybody loves Matthew Lillard, except for. I'm saying Hollywood. Hollywood. That's what I'm saying. They should be loving Matthew Lillard the way they're supposed to. The man's taking over. Casey Kasem's role is shaggy. I mean, come on. Let's give it up for the man. Uh, so we also have the return of uh, Dewey, Gale Weathers, and Sydney. Uh, I was kind of upset that uh, Dewey and Sydney didn't share the screen at all. They were talking on the phone, that was it. Oh, wow. You're right. There was no screen time with them two at all. Uh Dewey unfortunately dies. I think we talk, did we talk about spoilers? Spoilers uh, territory now. Yes. Uh, uh, spoiler territory. Dewey does guys. die in this film. I believe uh, David Arquette actually wants to uh, die in order to come back to come for this film. I think that was his, um, and I guess in his contract, whatever. His dying wish. Yeah, it was his dying wish. So, so he, he said, I'm "So I'm willing to come back as long as I get to die in this film." <laughs> I guess David Arquette just doesn't want to act anymore. Okay. It's fucked up. He's a wrestler what? now as well. Oh, he wrestles? Yeah. Last movie I saw him outside of screen was Spree. That's the last movie I saw David Arquette in. <laughs> I've never heard of it. <laughs> well, it's a good film. You gotta watch it. How'd you feel about his, uh, his uh, dying scene? His death scene? Yeah. Sad and then pissed off. Because when you find out who the fuck was in the costume, I'm like, how? How? I'm sorry. I would have one-handed that bitch. Whole movie. Easy. Easy KO. Easy KO. And this girl was fucking on crack or some type of substance that made her that strong. (laughs) He's been stabbed so many times, and he's also, like, old. So, I mean, she's, like, 20. I guess what made me mad is that, like, he goes, I gotta go back. I've, I gotta shoot him in the head. The, the they keep coming back, and I'm like, smart idea. And then you pause because your phone's ringing. The villain's in front of you. What the fuck do you need to answer your phone for? The villain's in front of you. But he did predict the movie within like the first thirty minutes because he does point out that the boyfriend could be the killer, the new love interest that you've hardly known. So he was, he was, he was, he was right. Poor, poor Dewey. They, they could have just listened to Dewey, killed Huey, and um, and there you go. You don't what, only have to worry about. What are your thoughts on that on that scene of him just pointing it out? It, Nick, Nick, do you have any thoughts on that? I have some thoughts, but I want to. I'm I'm intrigued by the mind of Nick H. I feel like what are your what are your thoughts on him just pointing it out blatantly? Pointing out what? Like, what are your thoughts on like? Dewey just pointing it out like blatantly within the first 30 minutes of the film because he kind of does call out the, the killer who's really sitting right there with uh with no Sam Sam yeah what's up I was about to say I was getting yeah I'm trying to go back I mean because that's done back in the first film all the rest of the sequels they don't go by the boyfriend thing this yeah. is a, a requel <laughs> yes I wanted to and bring it, it up like too they're, they're, they're trying to tie everything from the first movie so Kind of make kind of makes sense with that whole thing. Yeah. But did you like get mad that they point like he pointed out right away when you rewatched it, or was it like? I think at that point, I mean, everyone they're just pointing at everyone like, oh, it could be you, it could be you. <laughs> and yeah. Everyone is like a suspect. That's when they blame <laughs> is the Sam. Because I admit, the first time that I watched this movie, even though he pointed that out, I still didn't assume it was fucking Richie. That was a killer. Like I, mean, I just he heard him pointing it out, and I was just like, okay. He says, and then, tries to, you know, like he says, like 
Well, I never seen the movies, and then he's uh, watching Netflix on the phone, whatever, at the hospital. Yeah, and then he actually watches Dead Meat, one of my favorite YouTubers, James A. Janice. He's in <laughs> one of the scenes where they're talking about the stab movies, him and his wife. I thought that was so cool. But yeah, I thought that was funny. He's like, oh, I'm watching Stab. I just thought I'd get caught up. Is that bad? Like, meanwhile, you're sitting in the in the fucking room where the girl just got stabbed by Ghostface. Yeah. Good going, Richie. Very fucking considerate of you, too. Watch a movie like that while your girlfriend's sister's hurt, badly injured. I saw a whole bunch of people online being pissed off about that, that they pointed out right away. And I was like, if they didn't, like if they never even brought him into the equation, they just point out everybody else, I feel like everybody would still be pissed off about it as well. <laughs> like it's, it's a lose-lose. I feel like people are always going to be mad. I'm upset. I can't see my forehead. Reveals <laughs> and everything, like then of course rewatching it again. Um, wondering that the first time they go to visit Terra, uh, when what's her name, Amanda, right? Or Sam? No, no, the the other girl's face, the the girl. Oh, oh yeah, it's Abby. Amber. Amber. Yeah, I don't yeah, know where I got Abby. I'm sorry. Amber. Like, she, steps out, she steps out of the room, and then Richie's, like, right behind her. So I'm going to go. I'll just hang out uh, and uh, outside the door. So, so they probably want to go game plan or something like that. during that time. They're off, off screen. Right um, directions. It's, first of all, what, something that they never kind of put together is when Ghostface is first messing with uh, Tara, he's using Amber's phone, right? And then later on, when Sam gets a call, it's from Amber's phone. And I'm kind of like, at any point, did they kind of like stop and be like, well, why the fuck is it just using Amber's phone? You know, like what? What is that like? What? Then again, the only way that I kind of like threw that thought away was because she never told her sister. Well, it was Amber that was texting me, then it became Ghostface. So when she got the call from Amber. I don't expect her to put two and two together. Like, oh, you get what I'm saying? That's the only thing that kind of settled it. But had she known, that's where I was kind of like, if she knew, if Sam knew that it was Amber who, yeah, I was texting Amber next thing you know, it was Ghostface. And then you get a call from Amber and it's Ghostface. I would kind of be like, all right, Amber, the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, um, oh, dude, Amber pisses me off so bad. I'm sorry. I fuck just easy bro easy ko like i'm not even playing like i've never wanted to hit somebody so bad in my life which is good because that's the, the movie's supposed to drive out of you but oh bro i'm telling you ghostface should come at me yeet, gone just done we're good guys we're good until until the boyfriend came because he's taller than me so that's that's probably like if he was in the ghostface costume too you know what i mean i can only dodge for so long before you like wait till me. wait till friday when you see it i'm built different Oh yeah, he has the Timberlands on and a shotgun. Yeah, that's New York, bro. He's that's a different Brooklyn. story. Yeah, I, yeah, he's gonna be like, I can do this all day. I'm like, fucking shit. You're a Captain America fan. So what about the yeah. the previous Ghostface from the the fourth film? I mean, the what? So I'm saying you're talking about like Amber taking her out like easily. I would assume it would be the same thing about the previous Ghostfaces in the fourth film. Oh yeah. Oh nah, man, well, Joe, Joe was crazy. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, it's just, I don't know what it is about Amber. It's, I just feel like it's one of those, ah, she has that face, that face that's like, yo, you're easy KO, like, you, you fish looking fucker, I'll pop you so fast, you know what I mean? Like, that's what it feels like. She just seemed like, she screamed bitch from the first scene in the movie. It's, it, yeah, it had the (laughs) bitch face. And those are, those are the ones, bro, they're loud. When they talk, but then you lay them out. Not that I hit women. I'm just saying I would never hit a woman unless it was a killer like her. Then uh, I'm I'm surviving. All right, she killed Dewey, so it's perfectly okay to say that. I would rock the out of Amber, dude. I'm just. Mm-mm. How do y'all feel about Randy Meeks' uh, nephew and niece? I was gonna bring them up because honestly, dude. They have one of the best scenes in the movie, and it takes shots at so many franchises that I got super excited watching it for the second time. But one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when they're all sitting in the home theater that is in memoriam of Randy, and they start to explain what a recoil, explain what a recoil is, right? And then she goes, 
just like Stab 8. Nobody likes Stab 8. And the girl's like, uh, is that the one by the, ni- uh, by, the, by the Knives Out director? And she's like, yeah. She's like, I love that one. She's like, nobody loves that one. Here's the funny thing, bro. Stab 8, right, is the eighth film. The director of Knives Out is Ryan Johnson, right? Ryan Johnson directed Knives Out. Great film. Ryan Johnson directed the eighth film in the Star Wars franchise, The Last Jedi. And that is the shittiest fucking Star Wars movie. I hate that Star Wars movie. I've heard people defend it. No, it's a piece of shit film. Which is why I like Knives Out and I thought it was so weird whenever they're like, directed by Ryan Johnson. I'm like, no, he fucking ruined Star Wars. Why would I think he's good at making Knives Out? And then Knives Out was great. And so was the sequel in my opinion. But I thought that was the most clever thing. Because he directed Stab 8. And everybody was like, no, st-. even when you see, like, uh, Richie watching it, uh, the Dead, Dead Meat talk about it, it shows him, like, coming out with, like, he's, like, wearing a hoodie and look, looks stupid. And I just thought that was, like, the they, they're like, yo, we're, we're taking shots at Ryan Johnson for ruining Star Wars 8, The Last Jedi. Um, and then then also, like, he directed 7, 8. I don't know. It was something about that scene that was, like, super meta. It made a lot of sense, too. Like, the whole bringing back legacy characters to to start a new story. You know what I mean? That was really cool because it's explaining the movie within itself, which the Scream films have done. Uh, I just thought that that scene was, like, I, I, for me, Ryan Johnson, I love the films you've made after Star Wars, but you fucked up that franchise with your eighth film, so I think you deserve that burn. Uh, about directing Stab 8. I think that was very well-deserved. Um, sorry. I just had to... That was, like, the funniest thing to me. I'm sitting there cracking up, like, you know, they, they really thought about that roast, and they, they got it so perfectly done. But, uh, yeah. Uh, Nick, how do you feel about the, the two... Uh, the, 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 the nephew and niece of Randy? The nephew and niece. Hmm. Uh, I feel like it could have just been one person, <laughs> but it's twins. <laughs> like the better, the, to me, the better half was obviously uh, the the female one. Uh, uh, Mindy. I was yeah. She had really nice hair, man. I saw the the, the trailer for the new one. They don't. She don't have the hair anymore. And I'm like, man. Maybe <laughs> the smart idea was to cut it so she wouldn't get pulled by Ghostface, which is a smart idea. Um, but no, she had nice hair. I, I told my fiance, I was like. She has nice hair. In the new movie, she like shaved it off. What's going on? What's going on? But, uh, yeah, that was I like their characters. I like Mindy, Mindy Moore as well, though. That was yeah, really so do I. Yeah. Good homage to Randy. Yeah. Uh, what was um, you, you listed your favorite scene, Manny. What was your favorite scene, Nick? Favorite scene, not not death, not kill. Not kill. Unless Ooh. that that is your favorite scene, then I mean, but. <laughs> scene damn um, while you're thinking, I guess I can list mine while you're thinking um, the the scene where they're making fun of uh, Randy they're, she's watching Stab turn around yeah. that, that whole scene was uh, done perfectly well she she had to have been high when she was doing it, right? Because it's like you've seen this movie a thousand times and you're still screaming at the at the screen. But no, I thought that was really cool. Like, I also thought like in that scene, whenever Richie's gonna go down there, he's like, "I'll be right back," and he goes, "Ah!" <laughs> and he laughs at her because they're like, they're, "Like not supposed to say that." And then he's the fucking killer, so it was like even a bigger play on the thing. I was like, "What the fuck?" And then like she's like, "Why were you in the basement alone? I asked you to go with me, and she didn't want to come." And I was like, "Okay, that." That's that was a good scene. I like that scene too, Franco. That's that's really funny. That was funny. I don't know if I necessarily had like a favorite favorite scene. Um, just a random scene. I thought the the basement scene was pretty cool. Just them going back and forth on, uh, I you know I'm not the killer. <laughs> and then <laughs> towards the end of it, I'll let you go first. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, I like that one too with uh, Amber and um. Mindy, I think I had real good chemistry. Yeah. You know you know who I thought was just kind of randomly placed in this film? Uh, just for a kill. Thirteen reasons why. Oh no, I, I oh man, Dylan Minette. <laughs> oh. Uh no, Liv, the girlfriend of 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 of, of, of Chad. Chad's girlfriend. Oh yeah. Like she was just so like she was just randomly placed there. Um and then like Oh, she takes a bullet to the fucking head real fast. Like, 
it was just one of those like we got to get some other kill on this movie and then kind of like deter people to think it might be her but she didn't have enough screen time in that movie for me to think that it was that she was ever the killer you know what i mean like i just i don't know for me i just didn't picture her as the killer i don't she felt like a a class c character in the film i did like dylan's um character though wes did you like him yeah so I did i he was obviously the smartest one because when he's like you know we should be strapped and ready just in case like he tells them that and they're laughing at him and i'm like are you serious like the smartest fucker and oh are, are we gonna we, do we can we talk about favorite kills uh yeah we can talk about favorite kills now if you want because there there are two kills in this film and his was one there no there's three but his was one of my favorite kills but oh my gosh one of the coolest kills is judy's kill man his mom just the way it's done and me was like okay so she's rushing up the porch because she thinks her son's inside and like she's running full speed and then just goes face right there i thought that was so like dude i remember me like it's not like crazy crazy it's just one of those like damn dude like i'm over here like she's about to bust in the door and then motherfucker just pops out the side like what up you ran right into my knife dumb bitch but it's like i would have done the same thing i would have ran in i would have been dead unless i'm shorter than her then he would have just missed me and we're like Shh! and i would have been like Ugh, and then kept running <laughs> <laughs> if it was if it was if it was the boy if it was richie in the costume he would have missed me he would have been yeah and i would have been oh i'm short fucker and then like ran I'm like Lord Farquaad and just fucking yeah. run inside. You know, it pays to be a short king, and uh, uh, but no, I thought that was I thought that was cool. You guys say Judy, Judy every time he was talking on the fucking phone. My favorite uh, kill scene was uh, Wes's, just the way the knife went. Yes. Oh, and you see it too. Yeah. Like uh, also his character's named after Wes Craven. Mm-hmm. They had the <laughs> what happened? Oh. We glitched and flipped around. <laughs> they have, uh, at the party uh, for Wes, I, that, that scene was uh, dope as well. The banner. Oh, yeah. That was kind of funny, though. Like, the for, yeah, for Wes, I get it. But, like, she's like, really? You're taking shots? We're supposed to be mourning. Isn't that what Amber tells him? And he's like, so. And he takes the shot. Yeah, I just thought that was funny. Yeah, yeah that was. Favorite uh, kill scene, Nick? Well, my nerd to my my soap, my kill scene, so I'm gonna have to go with uh, Amber's death. <laughs> 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 Catches up on fire, and then of course they do that uh, the second round where they come back. And... Yeah, oh, it kind of reminded me of uh, Tiffany in Chucky, the fact that she comes running like all burned, she's like, ah! <laughs> and then she says a dumbass line again. She fucking brings up the Babadook. I'm like, nobody fucking likes the Babadook, Tara. That's why you got your ass handed to you the most in this film. She did, dude. Tara took a lot, and she would just like, get back up. All of them, they got pretty stabbed. I guess their adrenaline was that good, because a knife that big, bro, you get stabbed by a knife that big, you're cutting some... Or Especially um, uh, Sam. Like, she, he jabbed it and twisted it. I'm like, I would have been like, oh, uh-uh, nope, I'm gone. Y'all finish y'all's movie. Y'all write it. I'm dead. Here we go. Bye. See y'all. <laughs> slowly, I'm almost there. I'm, I'm that. You would have just heard me in the background. I'm almost. I think so. I got a few breaths in me. Okay, here it comes. You're seeing everyone get stabbed and everything. Like, oh, they're 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 taking it well. Right, <laughs> dude, you got this, dude. You got nope. No. Yeah, oh yeah, dude. Oh, he's like not today. Cause remember he said not today when he's beating the shit out of it, and then it's like yes today. Yes. And I was today. like, did you say yesterday? No, I said yesterday. <laughs> the saddest thing is Gail's the one that was calling him. I was like, you serious? You serious, Courtney Cox, and that atrocious um, surgery you've gotten on your face over the years. But, um, yeah, that was super. You had the hair from part three. <laughs> You're saying you can, take out, you can take out Amber, but uh, she took, like, fucking what? Six, seven gunshots and still got up. Who Amber did? Yeah. Yeah, she took a, like what three from Dewey, and then like another three or four whenever she, the, the uh, before she got lit on fire. Yeah, and then when she took the three from Dewey, she had the Cavalier vest on, and then she other ones she took without the Cavalier vest. 
I was just pure adrenaline. Again, that's why it was so fucking annoying. Like, she just mm, had that face. You know, like, do you want to do the honors? No, I will. Because she was talking about fucking when she killed Dewey, she, like, called him like a bitch or something like that. I was like, nah, you don't say she that. She told, uh, told Gil he died like a bitch. Yeah. And she's like, fuck you. Mm. I like whenever uh, Sam says it, she's like, fuck you. He's like, oh, you're quoting the original. Or something like that. Like, Richie says that. Oh, you're quoting the original. I was like, that was pretty funny. Um, also, like, Sam's little punchline. I got a new rule. Never fuck with the daughter of a serial killer. And I was like, they can't have sons? And she, she's like, never fuck with the daughter of a serial killer. Because she gets the nod from her dad. Like, yeah. Fuck him up. He's like, he's like but what about... What is he say about... But, but what about my or my my line or my story? What does he say like when he's dying there? About my story. Yeah, she's like, what about my ending? She's like, there's your ending. He's like, <laughs> and I was like, whoa! First of all, isn't that girl like still in high school and you're like 25 and you're dating Amber? What the fuck, dude? What the fuck? This is the whole Seth Rogen and Amber Heard thing in in uh, Pineapple Express. <laughs> dude was like she was still in a I think she was right wasn't Tara and Amber weren't they still high school yes they were they started off the movie in high school and Mofo over there was like we met on a subreddit <laughs> I was like okay I'm staying away from subreddits if that's the if those are the relationships that are sparking from subreddits try, right? <laughs> oh shit you're gonna run into a crazy, and then Nick's gonna kill us. He's gonna be like, "Want to play a game?" I'm gonna be like, "No, I'm tired." I'm tired. I'm oh, tired you know what? The scene where ever difference between them, between Amber and um, Jack Quaid. There's a what? A seven-year difference. Oh fuck, dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, if she... okay. No, she was still in high school. She's like, she could be seventeen, right? Should be seventeen. I don't know. That's that's his Sam choice. Sam is older than um, Jack Quaid. In real life? Yeah, she was born ninety. He was born ninety-two. Oh my gosh! I didn't know she was born ninety. Damn, she's already like in her thirties. Yeah, she's thirty-two when the film came out. Whoa. Okay. Melissa Barrera, right? That's her name. Yeah, Barrera. Then uh, Jenna Ortega. Uh, do any of y'all have any least favorite scenes? When they kill off my boy on uh, uh, Morgan Wallen. Oh boy! <laughs> He's like, pull me, pull me another round. <laughs> then he <gets> killed. <laughs> it's a cancer culture to the next level. What's the guy's name. He comes out like in all the horror movies. He was actually in Smile. He and he was in a uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, his name's uh Kyle Gallner. He played Vince Schneider. Also in uh, Jennifer's Body. Yeah, and he was also in um, in an episode of The Walking Dead. But just one of them, he died in that episode, too. Playing the role of Morgan Wallen. Morgan Wallen, yeah. <laughs> that was so funny. That's a good one, Yo, bro. The whole you want to know a movie. little fun fact? What's up? Matthew Lillard uh, reprised his role in this movie. He played uh, the flamethrower Ghostface. In in what movie? This one? In, yeah, this one. The one that makes fun of Stab 8. Oh, for real? That was him. That was Matthew Lillard? Mm-hmm. Aw, this is just a little small scene. Uh, Drew Barrymore was the principal's voice. Damn, so they're just like background voices. Uh, Jamie Kennedy was a party guest voice. What? Henry Wrinkler was also a party guest voice. Well, Mama don't know, won't hurt her. <laughs> I can't get over the Morgan Wallen joke, dude. That's funny. <laughs> Morgan Wallen. <laughs> That's sad. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Damn, dude. Oof. That's a good one. Um. But yeah, like he uh, he gets stabbed in the he gets stabbed in the neck, right? 
from the back just <laughs> Ghostface just fucks him up. I'm like, hey, that was a nice two and a half minutes of screen time. No, no pissing in the back of the, the bar, however. <laughs> yeah, he's like pissing in the back of the bar. I'm like, come on, man. He wasn't even, was he even drunk? Because drinking a lot makes you want to piss. I know that for sure. But that man was taking a, like a long ass leak. <laughs> and I was like, I don't, did you just not pee all day? Because it doesn't look like you've had too much to drink. You just wanted to start shit. Or maybe he was drunk. I don't know. That guy's been the same age, though, forever. <laughs> that dude does not age. Does not age. We were, I was watching it with my fiance, and she's like, oh, wow, he looks a little better with with uh, long hair. And I was like, he looks, oh, you think he's good looking? And she's like, I mean, I kind of already told you that when we watched Smile. And I'm like, no, and Smile, you thought they made a cute couple. What, you think he's good looking? I was like, all right, don't worry. I'm going to find somebody in this movie to like at the end of it. <laughs> what was that? Sam. <laughs> I, was like, I, I, was, I thought Sam was pretty. She's like, you really think that she's pretty? And I was like, yeah. She's like, oh, okay. Well, just know you, you, you're mine. I'm like, yeah, I'm not. This, that's Hollywood. That's that. I'm not going to leave you for Sam. <laughs> oh, weird. But no, I, was just, I just thought that was funny. I just thought that was a funny little conversation because I was like, oh, really? Is he, is he cute? Does he have nice hair? Um, we get to taglines. <clears throat> the tagline for this movie was uh, built different. <laughs> next one. Next one. <laughs> it's a uh, tagline. Is, it's always someone you know. Ooh. Scream. The rise of Jenna Ortega. Damn, I was gonna say. <laughs> I was gonna say the legacy continues because the big thing was like legacy, or scream. It's not a requel. Elevated. <laughs> Damn, elevated horror. Scream better than the Babadook. Exactly, that should have been the tagline. I wanna, you know what? It's not even Jenna Ortega's fault. I wanna know who wrote that line. Um, Scream for Wes. Oh, yeah. That's sad. And then they had Wes's character die. What the hell? Yeah, he was like <laughs> one of the first ones. <laughs> he just wanted some sushi, man. Uh... I don't know. It's like uh, something about the rules. New York. The rules, new rules. haven't changed. Scream. The rules haven't changed. Or Scream listen to the rules. You take your new rules. Damn. I think that was. Wasn't that like part four? Scream four. Y'all want y'all want Matthew Lillard back? We got him. No. <laughs> Stop. Yeah, no, man. I, I'd love to see Matthew Lillard again, bro. So I can hug him and let him know that he's loved. Scream, fine. Or just scream. Scream 20, 2022. Anybody can die. That's true. No, no one will stay from the requel. <laughs> That's true. Scream. Scream 5. Ryan Johnson is a piece of shit. Stab 8 sucks. Stab 8 sucks. They, uh, in the background of the scene, you can see there's a, a stab box set. Yes. Yeah, there is. I thought that was real. And you know, it's, uh, they have this, uh, immersive, like, uh, setup right now where you could go and visit, like, the, the, uh, the hall of all the suits from the new movie. Like, all the, you know how they have that shrine in the, in the trailer? You could actually visit, like, that shrine and everything. And in one of the glass cases there, it's the stab the stab box series, the 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 complete collection. I thought that was really cool. That'd be like that'd be like some cool memorabilia if they made it. Pretty sure somebody on Etsy can do something like that. That'd be like a nice little uh thing to have to collect. That'd be pretty fucking cool. I I'd buy it if it wasn't like three billion dollars. 
You'll still buy it for three million. You'll Maybe. I'll sell, I'll sell a kidney. You'll pay overtime. Yeah, I'll do Klarna do four payments. Oh, that is so clean. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, still books are the wave right now, man. I can't even tell you. I can't even begin to express how many. I have so many damn still books, bro. It's, it's bad. I don't uh, care. I'm living for it. Anything else you want to talk about before we end the episode? How much I love y'all. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, all around, I thought this was a great film. Uh, definitely cannot wait uh, for this weekend. What are you Can't watching? I'm trying to hit it up on Saturday. I think we're going to go Sunday. Yeah, if I can't get to Saturday, I'll probably do Sunday as well. Because tickets are, again, theaters are open in mass capacity now. It's like, ugh. I should buy tickets, actually. Would you I'll buy it right now while we're on live. Damn, like that? Like that. Sorry, cool kids. Uh, any final thoughts? Uh, are are y'all excited for Scream 6? I'm beyond excited for Scream 6, bro. I can't wait. Oh, Samara Weaving's in this movie, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, hell yeah. They don't give her enough credit, but she's also a Scream Queen, man. She was only in Babysitter, right? Yeah, she was in Babysitter. She was in Mayhem. She was in the Babysitter 2. She was in Ready or Not. Hey, you know what? All those movies, besides Ready or Not, we have reviewed on the Friday the 14th podcast, so you can go listen to those episodes in our archives. Oh, yeah. Go Except to the archives. Not, we haven't, haven't reviewed Ready or Not, to my knowledge. Yeah. At the 29-minute mark on one of those, don't ever click that one. Don't even listen to that podcast. 29-minute mark. Yeah, the 29-minute mark. I was really enjoying this. I was really enjoying the podcast until the 29 minute mark. I was enjoying this whole podcast until you said, like, I love like, <laughs> I was enjoying the podcast until you pulled a Morgan Wallen. <laughs> I, think, I think we need to change uh, one of the reviews this month to uh, the Babadook. The Babadook. Uh, yeah, I'm sick. <laughs> Can't make it to that review. I'm dying. Maybe, maybe next month, maybe April. April Fools, I get it. It's a joke. Guys, we're going to release the Babadook on April the 1st. Everybody's going to be waiting. Psych! The fuck would want to sit to that film? That's a Saturday. Uh, we don't air Saturdays. Yeah, just get people like that. They'll think, oh, it's going to be a special episode for Saturday. I'm so excited. Then I'll jump on and be like, psych! fuck is wrong with y'all? Psych, motherfucker? Thought. Uh, it's like one viewer that's actually... Go ahead. Our schedule for this month is uh, next week's Scream. Uh, the following Wednesday, the 22nd, will be Top 5 90s Horror. And the 29th will be The Barbarian. Juan uh, will be returning, the real Juan, uh, next week for Scream 6. Y'all can also, if y'all want to hear people talk about it earlier than Wednesday, y'all can uh, check out the Cinema Podcast because they are also reviewing Scream 6. I totally forgot about that when everyone made the schedule. I was like, oh, oh well, we'll get to two back-to-back to talk about it. But um, other than that, y'all can follow us on Instagram, uh, Friday the 14th Podcast, hit the subscribe button, or you can follow me at Rustin Tacos. You can also follow my co-host, Mr. Manuel, at Fresh TV 217 that's Fresh, P-H-R-E-S-H-T-V-217 on Instagram. I'd greatly appreciate it. And you can follow 4K Bad Guy on Instagram at The 4K Bad Guy. Keep it simple. I like it. I like it. Beautiful. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Peace. Yes. Love. Peace. Tacos. It's the outro. Endless tacos and